Alright, so what's up? Um, Welcome to the official debut of the Wolves Den. The Wolves Den. I call it the Wolves Den because I do like wolves. I might, I mean, I like it. I like the name. I, I was, it's the first thing that kind of popped into my head and I was like, and maybe I shouldn't go with that name or not. But I think that honestly, I I feel like the name will grow on me as more as much more if I do with the podcast and stuff like that. So, um, let's just give you an introduction uh, introduction of sorts. My name is I go by Stark OJ, but my real name is Orlantis Mullins, and well, that's my government name. Don't use it too like you know. Don't use it as much. But honestly, what I'm gonna do on this podcast, I'm gonna talk a little about. About a mixture of things. I really want to hit anime, you know, games. I do want to hit sports a little bit, especially basketball and sometimes football. I'm not going to do them as a whole lot, but I want to talk about certain things that are going on in the sports and stuff like that because I do, I'm just a mixture of certain things I like. Um, visual novels as well. So I'm, I'm going to be talking about a group of different things. So, um, and stuff, stuff that I like. So honestly, if you're into either one of those things, I mean, be be fine to check out the podcast. I don't know. I'll try to do these as much, you know, almost every week. If I don't, you know, I'll work out something because I'm trying to. I got a lot on my plate right now. Is what I'm trying to do. So um, I'll try to get these episodes as, out as much as I can. So just bear with me. Uh, <laughs> I keep on saying uh, but um, yeah, yeah. So basically, this is that's the introduction of sorts. I mean, I do have a Twitter, Stark OJ. I mean, with the X, the X um in place of the R A, and there's no second K. Kind of like you know, it's kind of like Stark from from Leech, but not really. I'll I have a link to that somewhere down if you want to follow me on there or you already following me. Welcome to the pack. Welcome to um the podcast. It's probably my, your first time hearing my voice if you haven't seen any of my videos on YouTube. So. Just cut it short. So basically, what I want to cover in this first episode is something that, like, video a video concept series that I've always had wanted to record. And, like, honestly, when it comes down to just recording the videos, I done probably recorded the first part of the video, like, eight, nine times before I just be like, I don't like it. It's not it. So I feel like doing the podcast will force me to get certain things out that I want to say and I ain't got to worry about, like, Cutting it short or just, you know, cut, you know, like I said, cutting it short or just worrying about, like, you know, sticking on to a certain script, not trying to pass a time limit and stuff like that. So, honestly, I'm pretty, I'm going to enjoy trying to do a podcast for certain video concepts that I couldn't just get through. And I, like I said, I really just want to try out doing this. Um, By the way, I want to give a shout out to, like, you know, well, not really a shout out, but a big thank you to, like, the Black Clover versus Everybody podcast. Honestly, when I, before I like before I was doing YouTube content, not really YouTube content. I used to do reactions like when I was like sixteen, <laughs> sixteen like six or seven years ago. But honestly, the there when I started doing like you know when Josuke started letting me get on the podcast and stuff like that, kind of they kind of inspired me you know to do make content and YouTube videos. And honestly, I wouldn't even be thinking about just talking about anime or just certain things on a front like this without. You know them. They're all really cool guys. You know, they're all really funny. The podcast was really funny. So honestly, you should go check them out. Black Clover versus everybody, man. Okay, so now that I got that out the way, um, 
So the first episode, the thing that the like I said, the first thing I want to cover on this episode. Well, not first thing, but the thing I want to cover on this episode is I named them when I was trying when I was thinking about uh, like a series thing. I was like trying to name them after after saga like. Black Clover after Saga Theories. I think that's what they, I called it. After Saga Theories. Something like that. But for the title of this video. Like for the title of this not video but podcast. I think that I'm going to go with just art concepts for the light triad. Why am I going to do that? Because there are art concepts that I think that will help them out in both ways. More. You know. Both in two ways or more. And I feel like there are concepts that will help kind of let down the criticisms at least a little bit of the characters involved, especially the light triad. I mean, well, light triad. So, honestly, I'm going to start with Asta first. I mean, Asta's video, like, I, I don't record nine times, and, like, I just delete every last one of them. I guess because I'm just so, I don't know, man. I I, I really do not know. But, um, so, let's just talk a little bit about some of the things that, Let's just talk about a little bit about Asta before I get started on this. So, I feel like, honestly, when it comes down to Asta, when it comes down to Asta as a character, a lot of people have this criticism of thinking that he's just a happy-go-lucky protagonist with the same old standards of shonen protagonists, dumb and things like that. But honestly, or just main people just jump on him and have criticisms of he's one note. The reason, I mean, because he's has the, you know... He's always smiling or saying never give up and stuff like that. So a lot of people think that that's the only thing added to his character. And that's the only thing about his character. Now, I have I made a whole entire video about like a while back. It was like one of my first videos that I, like anime videos that I had put on my channel. Um, about Asta's role in there. So I'm going to just speak about that a little briefly. Like a little briefly. Honestly, Asta's role is to help develop everybody around him. So like he himself doesn't do a lot of development. And a lot of the time since he has to do that, he has to help the, like the, he has to be the strong force in developing them. So that means a lot of the times he himself can't, won't be seen weak in front of him. He'll be like their God in light. See, like, Noel, all of them, Noel, Ghost, Magna, like, Vanessa, all those guys have benefited from being around Asta and they have developed accordingly. Can't forget Yuno as well. Yuno as a kid was around Asta pretty much the longest, and he has shown the most development out of it, especially since what he was as a kid to now what he is. Now, if Asta was, how, for lack of a better word, a protagonist that needed to develop, then nothing would ever really just go as well, and Yuno would probably be the... They'll probably be like two Yunos, like, but they never ever got that calm, you know, collective thing about them. So honestly, when it like, just imagine you know staying in the same prison, he wouldn't even have the courage to go out and do anything. And you also got to think about if you if Asa gave up like early and needed somebody to come from them, there would be nobody would you know there would be nobody to take that role. So basically, Asa is that light, and honestly, he can't fully. So everything, I mean, the closest we have got to seeing Asta just, you know, show like a little bit of his emotions, his true emotions out is when like people aren't around or he's really just hiding it, you know, you know, really just hiding it. So honestly, so basically, let's just get down to the art concept. I think that overall, I want Asta to have a solo art. So I'm going to have, I want Asta to be in a solo art, but not only that, I think that I also want a Yami Homeland art to be Asta's solo art. 
Now, I know a lot of people have been wanting to see Asta's, like, Yami's homeland for a while, and they wanted the black boys to go there to be like, oh, like, I want I want to say a little thing, though. For my concepts to work, William and Yami have to die. I mean, honestly, that's how, like, a lot of these arcs even going to get kick-started up and things like that. So, honestly, I feel like Yami and them have to die for some of these art concepts to even come to life. So, I know everybody has this vision of everybody going to Yami Homeland Arc. And I think that that really doesn't so serve any purpose. And also, I personally think that it wouldn't be as much of a creative arc as it could be. Now, why do I suggest that Asta... Asta has his solo art. Have have a solo art. Um because Asta has never really just had a solo art. Like every art that he has been in has been he has been in there with somebody else, but has mainly been their focus on their art. Like, like you know what I mean? Even in the Spade Kingdom art, I mean honestly the only connection that Asta has to any one of the villains is Lucifero and not really even Dante. Cause Dante didn't really have anything to do with, you know, his here. You know, her or what you call his mom died. So, like, literally, like, even though Noel and them have connections to this arc and they really are going to benefit great, greatly, like, honestly, it's not really like Austin knew his mama. Like, he was a baby when he was dropped off at the church, and that's the only family he knew. So, honestly, when it comes down to that, I think that him having a solo arc where it focuses solely on him and there's a lot of benefits for his character and stuff like that i think that that would be a great chance to, and pace like ch chance to see in black clover so let's get more into like what i think the arc can help him out help him out with uh first of all i think that honestly the arc can help him out with him showing a lot of his emotions i feel like after yami dies or like the the exact moment he'll be shocked but I think that he'll probably have to hold true or tough because I think that honestly when it comes down to it, for them to keep the gates open, I think that Asta has to be able to make the biggest choice and that's, you know, be the one to break the spell. And if they break the spell, you know, you, you know, Yami and them die. So honestly, when it comes down, I feel like he'll be the one to do that. But I think that he will have to hold true and I think a lot of people will be shocked by what he has done. So let's just take that and you know take that into thing. So also won't be able to fully show his emotions if he has to do it on the spot like that. So this arc will also help him get out his emotions and seeing that he's alone and there's no need for him to be like this person that who says I'll never give up because there's nobody really around him. To, you know, really sit there and stop him from, like, you know, just, or be like, I need development too, so I'm going to need you to stop, start being the light again, and stuff like that. Like, I mean, I feel like it will be kind of cool to see, like, somebody else kind of, like, cheer him up, but I think overall, I would love to see Asta get everything out of his system, and how he feels comes to the, like, you know, comes to the light. I think overall, Asta has been holding back a lot of emotions to make sure everybody around him sees, you know, Believes in themselves and stuff like that. So honestly, I would love to just see an arc where Asta fully just unleashes those emotions. And I feel like Yami Homeland arc is definitely uh, Yami Homeland type arc is kind of like that. I think that overall, him going to Yami Homeland arc, especially seeing where he lives at, where he used to live at, and just certain stuff like that, can honestly help him get emotions out. Like I think that overall, a bunch of people are sitting there saying that the bulls to go after Yami dies and sit there and just say some stuff like, oh, you're selling that. I mean, like, honestly, Yami is about 40 years old. 
he he ended up on the island when he was eighteen. It's been about what, like twenty years, twenty close to twenty years, twenty one years since he been there. I'm pretty sure that they thought they was he was either dead or just strand. Like they probably think he's dead already. Let's just put it like that. So honestly, I feel like there's no there'll be no point in that. But I think that honestly, going back to there, going there and seeing what it was like, and maybe just like you know, not really. Uh, I mean, honestly, could do that alone, but I think that honestly, I feel like the parents have already probably forgotten him, or he's probably with somebody that just didn't have a parent. So honestly, I would love to see like that, like that little dynamic. But I think that overall, just let him get his emotions out, seeing where um, Yami lived at like before he came to the thing, and I feel like you know, learning a little bit about Yami as a kid, like from, let me see, like. Maybe he has a you know a master or something like that. I I get into that in the second point. But honestly, I would love to see him get all his emotions out and let you know see another side of Austin that we rarely get to see because he's so like he has to be this light to everybody. So let's talk about um the second point. On the, I think the second point that he could really help out out with is that we know Yami is a swordsman that car- can, you know carries the traditional Japanese katana. We know he carries around a Japanese katana, and his name is the only Japanese name in the whole entire kingdom because he came from somewhere else. And we know that the land of the rising sun is most likely talking about like a black clover versus Japan. So honestly, I would love to see like you know, and I, when I say this, I mean like he came over with a sword when he was young because it's seen in Julius the little backstory of him and Julius and how, how they met. So you know that. He had he had to have somebody that at least trained him in the way of the sword, because he has some really good you know sword skills. He's I think he just improved, like you know improved a lot on them, and I feel like when it comes down to it, I think that the way that and I think that then I don't think that Yami even got like did Yami even get his grimoire when he didn't get grimoire from the land of the rising sun right. I think he got it from the Clover Kingdom, and that's why everybody was afraid because he got dark magic. So I feel like honestly, it might be a country that really relies not really on magic, but swordsmanship skills and stuff like that. So honestly, I feel like the reason why I say that and like he had to have somebody is because I think that it's time for Austin to learn real sword techniques. I think that honestly, Austin Austin now has. You know, Yami Katana. And I think that honestly, one of the things that has always been lacking to me, and when it comes to Asta, is his move set and his, you know, skip, like you know, his move set. I think that he has a few moves that he has busted out that are pretty interesting, sure enough. But he has not had, like, he hasn't used them much. Like, I think that the most recent one is Black Divider, and pretty much he has used that more than any of the other story, like any of the other stuff. <clears throat> Y'all remember Bulls Rush? Like the, the move that him, Vanessa, and Fenral created? Like that was only used once. Black Meteorite and Black Hurricane, I mean, they were used kinda, but not as much as you thought they would be, especially for things that are kind of just signature moves for Austin. So honestly, I want, if he learns swordsmanship, I think that it will help out in two different factors. Honestly, it will give more. It'll give more things to his skill set and skill set and move set, but also I think that it will help him get a lot stronger in certain things and become of a more tactical fighter. Now, why would he wants to become a more tactical fighter? Let's just talk about it for a little bit. I think the reason <clears throat> he would love to be, he needs to be a more tactical fighter, is because I feel like it's going. It's we're to the point where anti magic doesn't really just win a fight. It has. 
Like, it stopped being that way from the beginning. So I think that Austin has to add more pieces. And I don't think that just, you know, maybe Devin Union is. <clears throat> um. So where was I? Uh, I think that we're at the point, like, it stopped being that way at the beginning. Like, the whole entire thing like that. So, honestly, so the more skills that Austin can add to his arsenal and moveset that he can add to his arsenal, I think that will be the better. And honestly, like I said, with seeing what you know and Noel are getting stronger with and what they're adding to their arsenal, I think that Asta has been severely, like, he's been severely behind, not in the strength category, but just arsenal category. I think that and we're to a point where that's just going to stop being the only thing he can really do. I mean, I feel like I got praise to bottle for making something like anti-magic to cancel out magic, not as overpeat. Overpowered is it could be, but honestly, I love how he kept it balanced. But I feel like honestly, when it comes down to the point, I love to see more things added to Austin. Now, where does Jami Hominay art come into? I think that honestly, it'll be nice to see somebody that is skilled and adept at train, like at, at you know at swordsmanship, like maybe like a like somebody that runs a school there or somebody that can, you know, somebody that is kind of like Asa and can be Asa's light through, through this art, like an art only character. That'll be pretty nice to see like a person that can help Asa by being his light and train him, training him in the sword with, you know, unique skills and certain things he can add to his, you know, moveset. I think that honestly, I, like with Asa having, you know, katanas and stuff like that, with a katana now, Honestly, I feel like he can learn. You can learn some moves now. He can learn certain things now, and I feel like honestly, I would love to see that. It'll make him. I feel like honestly, when it comes down to it, I think they're also showing that that Austin can be a t- tactical fighter will also help for people thinking that he has no IQ. I mean, you think about it. Also, you gotta think about it. this is also the land that had key, like you know, actual key there. Like that's what y'all. You know, Yami said it came from his homeland. So you think about it, they probably have a lot more adept skills that, you know, didn't require much magic. They have magic on the second dog, but I feel like, like I said, Yami didn't get his grimoire from there. So I think that there's, there's a lot of things that Asa can pick up from this art that could help with his moves camp, move set, skill set. And I think that honestly, that would just make him a more tactical fighter, in my opinion, which I would love to see from Asa. I mean, honestly, we're going to, you know, I want him to be able to just, you know, be a better fighter. And it's time for him to learn, man. So, um, yeah, that has been, you know, to sum it up, I think that honestly, that art can really benefit Asta in a way of just emotional, like, us being, uh, us being able to see another side of him. And also being able to gain two things, like gain, like, sk- you know, skills to add and moves to add to his moveset and learn a different entire, you know, branch of one of his blades will be honestly cool. And what, what you know, what else? He could probably corrode cor- another blade and, you know, dual wield. I wouldn't be mad at that either. That'd be kind of cool. So, honest, and honestly, hey, what, what you think about it, like a devil union form where Austin looks like a traditional samurai? Man, that, like the, the armor? That could be so good, man. I would love to see that, bro. <laughs> anyway, let's move on to... You know, I think honestly, when it comes to you know, I think that there's a lot of things that I've seen in this arc that I really wanted. I want to ask, I wanted him to show a little bit, a lot of emotion, kind of regress to like not really fully regress, but regress to a state that where he was able to just not act like 
Everything had to be cool, calm, and collected with, you know, more or less is showing his full frontal emotions and how he really feels and how, you know, how he really feels and showing, showcasing his true emotions out instead of being like, cool, cool, you know, calm, you know, you know what I mean? Like, I think that the majority of his criticism with him are kind of the same with Asta, but in a different light. How he's a character that doesn't really, like, how do I put it? He's a character that people think is born. And that's just what it is. And, or Sasuke clone. I want people to understand something. I'm not going to fully go into it. But just because a character has black hair. And a, is you know a rival or due to an antagonist. Doesn't mean they're a Sasuke clone. And just because a character is cool, cool, calm, and collected. Doesn't mean that character is born. Especially when we have already seen his development. From when he was younger to his now. It's, it's pretty much self-explanatory at that point. So honestly, that's just the little I'm gonna say on it for this podcast right here, right here. So let's get into what I think the good art concept for you know could be. I would love to see a you know Captain solo arc. Well, not really a solo arc because there's gonna be more people in there. But I would love to see the you know is a captain and what he can do with the squad. And I feel like it has a nice storyline to it. Just just hear me out, man. What can this do? I feel like it will also help. Us see more of a leadership type, you know, and one that is really, you know, really ready to take the mantle of being a golden dog captain. But also somebody we can see more emotions from him or just certain extra things that we didn't get to see from other captains. I don't know how I would put that. But just just hear me out, man. The storyline for this one could be kind of good. Imagine like... Especially with William gone, the top contender for the Wizard King seat, after you know, I pretty much just did in the vi- earlier um segment where it's like you know I mean William dies. So imagine like with like William if William dies the next potentially the next Wizard King candidate. Imagine how far the Do- Golden Dawn dro- stop like you know drop, especially since they already lost like. What, 50 or 40% of the members? So you think about it. Like, honestly, when it comes down to it, they're obviously going to drop down in ranking. I mean, like, it's just what it is. So I would love to see a story where Yuno takes over the mantle and has to rebuild the Golden Dawn from start to scratch. I want not from scratch to, you know, back where it was, and rightfully so. I think that, honestly, it would be kind of fun to see that start with a solo, you know, Captain Art. I would love, like, because the reason why I sit there and say that is because I would love to see some more elements that we barely get to see. Adding new members to the squad, you know, the captain's duties as well as, because you think about it, we get, majority of the focus we get are on Yami. And Yami doesn't do anything but sit on the toilet for the majority of the time until it's time to fight. Like, you know what I mean? He really doesn't really protrude, like, you know, exude the captain thing outside of when his people get hurt. Like, honestly, he's a really good eye for, like, talent and rounding up people and weirdos. So, like, but honestly, we haven't really just got to look at what other captains do. Like, let's be honest. Like I said, we haven't really seen how they run their squad, certain team meetings they have, certain things like that. We have not seen that from the outside of somebody that's going to be an actual captain 
captain. Like, you know what I mean? Black Bull, he doesn't, I mean, Yami does a good job running the Black Bulls. They're all knuckleheads, but I feel like he doesn't really do anything captain-like. And I feel like it'll be a good time for us to see that with a character that is new to being a captain. And I think that, honestly, wouldn't this make him the youngest captain outside of um, Rio? So, real anthropology no more. <laughs> he ain't the, wait, no, actually, real 19, right? You know, 17. So, honestly, um, it'll be kind of cool to see that. I would love to see how he copes with the fact of this. And I would love to see a more emotional, you know. Not really somebody that's, like, regressed fully to the state, but somebody that's more apparent when he's happy and more apparent when he's pissed off and more apparent with that. And I think that we're slowly getting into that in this arc. We have seen, us, like, we have seen, you know, full showcase his emotions. And I think that that would make him a better leader instead of being cool, calm. Like, being calm in the right situations is definitely a key factor to lead leadership. But also being there, like, you know, to show the right emotions when you're happy and things like that will be a nice addition to what we can see from us. From, you know, and I think that him being the captain will can do that for him. Yeah, he will have to be this strong captain, but I think that when it comes down to a certain things like that, like being just being happy and smiling sometimes and things like that, I think that we'll be able to see fully, fully figure out what's a perfect balance between young, you know, that cried a lot and and was like really emotional and showed a lot of more emotions. So calm, you know, calm, cool, collected, you know, always, you know, not really smiling enough unless he's like smirking after also said something. Or, you know, I would love to see a perfect balance between that. And I think that honestly, that's when we'll get a really good, you know, just a really good, you know, that is, can't be criticized for doing, being a boring character no more, even though I never thought he was. So... Um, but also, what did I mean by the captain's duties? And I mean, not captain's duties in more detail. Honestly, I would love to see him build up a squad. Like, I'd love to see him be rebuild up a squad and actually add new members. It'll be a perfect chance for for him, for Tabata to introduce new characters while also giving Austin, like, you know, his arc. And I think that, honestly, I would love to see what kind of people... You know, we'll be on the squad. And I would love to see what new characters will be introduced. I would love to see all that unfold with, uh, with you know, as the captain. Honestly, even though it's not, I feel like main focus and main POV from, uh, from you know, will be pretty good. And honestly, I would love to see how he treats somebody because he will probably be, he's the first, not really. Uh, no, Jack is a commoner, now royalty. Yami's just a foreigner. He's not really a peasant. So he'll be the first peasant to ever just take up the mantle of a, you know, captain. I mean, Zoro was a Magic Knight squad. Like, Zora was a Magic Knight squad, but... And you know how that turned out. And, um, I think that, honestly, I would love to see it. And, like, especially some of the reactions that he have. Like, that could also help out a lot. Some of his strength is in a, in a time where, like, you know, really where it probably will come out that he's a former spray, um, spade prince. How, you know, you know, he might be a traitor with the invasion just now happening and just stuff like that. So, honestly, I would love to see him deal with that, but also just see how people kind of just berate him because he's a peasant. And I want to see how much he can change the public's opinion by just how well he can build a Golden Dawn squad. So I feel like, honestly, to sum it up, 
I think that honestly, this arc would be really good because it will showcase, you know, you know, as a captain that is more into like more emotional, but also calm when need to be and stuff like that. And just really a, a complete, you know, and, you know, and not really boring anymore is what people would say. Boring. Like he ain't boring, but you know, you know how people act over stuff like that when you're just a stoic character or a static character they think it's boring so um, honestly i would love to see more of an emo- emotional you know and stuff like that with him being more happy but also i would love to see captain's duty in full now i know that you could probably just take a pov from like nozel and them and do that but i think honestly it'll fit better for you when you know because it feel like you know just actually made it especially after arc like this so honestly i would love to see him build up a squad i would love to see him Add new members, and I feel like it'll be a perfect time for Tawala to add new characters to the story of Black Clover. So, honestly, I would love to see that as well. Uh, but, yeah. That's, you know. I mean, the other ideas for this arc are coming from, like, him being just going sell, like, the control of Spade for a little bit as their king for a little bit. So, honestly, it could go either way. Um, but, yeah. That's the, you know, part. Um, let's go on to Yo Yo L. <laughs> Noel, so Noel, we're gonna talk about Noel and what art concept do I have for Noel? Um, well, it's a similar like I feel like after Yami and them die, I feel like the squad will break up for a little bit. I kind of at least want the squad to break up for a little bit to go and do their own little things before they eventually come back together. But honestly, what I want to say, I really kind of want to see Noel join the Silver Eagles. Now, why would I want that? Um. Or why would I do that? Or why would I want to see it? I think that there's a lot of potential in a civil family, like a civil family arc. I mean, like kind of like keeping up with the Todorokis, but I think that in a, on a bigger scale, like a solo arc scale, where it's not like five or six chapters. I think honestly, to dive into it, dive into all the mysteries that we have about the civil family, such as the father and stuff like that. But honestly, I think that this arc is probably got to be the most beneficial to somebody's characters. Then you know in All Star because I feel like Noel has a lot of time, like a lot of time to really just fully develop. Like Asta doesn't really need development. You uh, know himself has already gone through a ton of development. The only thing I would like to see more out of him is emotional. Now, for on the other hand, with you, Noel, I think that Noel still hasn't fully developed to her full potential yet. So honestly, I think that she's the only character that has been developing more and more and more each arc. So honestly, I would love to see her take this final step to a full, like not full development, but like a bigger step. And so, what can this art do for her? Help her develop a little bit more. Also, I would love to see the relationships between the Silva family now, especially like just the siblings. Even if we don't get a father cameo, like at least the siblings because everything has come out. I think the hope, um, the relationships. I hope they grow like a really kind of bond, like, I, w- I wouldn't want it to be like, as soon as Noel come back to the Silver Eagles, everything just fine and dandy, I would love to see, like, them still have a little animosity towards her, but not full an- animosity, like, but I feel like, honestly, just seeing them work past that would be kind of a good highlight for me, and honestly, it will honestly make Solid and Nebra more likable characters in that end, even though it's not arc based around them, but also, I would love to see Asta, Noel train with her whole entire family, more combination spells and stuff like that I would love to see. But also, like, her training with Nozel would probably give her a little bit more grasp of 
fully how to control her magic and certain like certain new spells could be added that she could add to an arsenal that ain't already been there. Like because they all of them control liquids to a certain extent. Yeah, all of them control liquids. Except for like, I mean Noel I mean Nazel can, you know, solidify his, but Okay, so let's just really get started on to starting on to the big point. The family information. I think that honestly we got a lot from AC year this whole entire thing, but I think there's still a lot of civil family mysteries to be solved. And I feel like we can go through them this this arc, which could possibly set up another arc after this. I don't know. But honestly, when it comes down to it, I feel like the father has been one of the biggest, if not quit like one of the biggest outside of like other theories that people have had that uh, or questions. I think he has been probably one of the biggest mysteries for me, I think personally. Like, you know what I mean? Like I really in I feel like I really feel like Tabata would have would have not blanked him out if he was either dead or he didn't have nothing important to add to the story. Because I feel like there's a lot of times where like people just cover up, like people might just darken out something that they, they really don't have like a little thing to them. It's just because they didn't want to draw the face, or it's just memory, or they have a certain purpose that they they serve in a backstory, and they don't really need a face. And it's how a character remembers them as. But when somebody blanks out somebody's father, especially somebody that Noel has known is forever and it's not something like she's trying to forget his face or anything like that i think that that's that has to be a really good reason why tabana blanked blanked them out and honestly that could be cool little things like what's his magic what's his position because we know he's a royal and he's part of the like the royal family so what's his like what kind of you know state status does he hold like you know not really states but where what does he do in society other than just being royal. What does he contribute to the... Like, it's just a lot of things that are going on with Noel. And having him and AC or me. Or just... It's just so many mysteries centered around... Him as a... Was he a warrior? Like, did, did AC or marry to royalty? Like, it's just a lot of stuff that's, like, around that little family that I would love to find out. But to get to the main point about the um, Noel thing. How does it help? I feel like her family ties or really just help her out and both like really just like emotionally but also will also showcase the whole family bonding and I would love to see that I mean I would love to see it happen slowly by them going on missions and like getting them to situations where they need each other and they work together to the point where it comes into a really good healthy relationship where with you know Nebra and Solid become an actual like, I feel like Solid held down for a little bit. And I feel like Nebra has started to come around a little bit. Especially with how she acted after she almost died. If Noel didn't come in and help her. So, I think that honestly... I would love to see them become likable characters by the end of that arc. But also, I can see like Noel being able to be fully true with her emotions. And not the Sunere stuff that was going on with Austin. I think that would help around help her out in the long run being with them to fully be able to do like fully be able to control her emotions a little bit more for her to develop around people that you know really treated her bad no nozel not really being there and telling her that she shouldn't be born i know he did it for a good reason but there was a lot of stuff that she took personally that really kind of just affected her like mentally, the whole entire reason why she had developed the Sunare thing was because of them being there. So you think about it, imagine like her being able to fully bond with them and get all the baggage off the table. 
you know what's going after that? The Sunderay-ism, because it's not, it's no longer needed. With her family and stuff like that on, on good ground, the only person that I feel like could be a detriment to that is Noel's father. But I think that overall, Noel's father might come around or we might find a little bit more information about him a little bit later on. But I think that honestly, with all that off the table and all that like baggage that she's done carried along with her to where like if she thinks that she does this, she's not good enough, so she has to have this personality about her like she's better than everybody, then guess what? With the family resolved, the family issues resolved, I think we'll get to see Noelle actually act truly to her emotions without having to be like, it's not like I like you, Baka. Or, like, you know, if it wasn't for me, you would be safe. And then her and her hair, her hair be like, oh, I'm so glad that they're safe. I'm so glad that my squad is safe. I would love to see her fully come out and say certain things that she want been wanting to say. Like, whether that's a confession or just... Anything like that. I would love to see her after this after this arc, after she's done development with her family and have a good bond with them. I would love to see her let go of the Sundare act and be able to fully truly share what she thinks and with her emotions. And I would love to see that. Honestly, I feel like it would be a good way because it started with them, let it end with them. I think that's that's what that's one of my reasons for doing that. It's like it started with the family being like Kind of asshole this to her and bullying her since she was a little kid and blaming them for her for her their mother's death and stuff like that. So honestly, that had came with a lot of baggage and it started with them. So I feel like an arc that centers around their bond growing and them being more sibling like to each other that will also help. But last but not least, let's talk about what I feel like she can gain out out of it. Magic-wise or strength-wise. I think overall, tra training with somebody that has a full control of her, of the magic power. I think that she's to a point where she can fully, she can learn to control a lot of it now. So honestly, I think that she's at the proper time to change with her siblings to be able to control or learn certain new spells that are kind of like similar. Because you think about it, like, Langris and like, especially when, since we've seen it with Langris and, um... Damn, <laughs> Langris and Fenral, like since they like since they have two similar spells, especially the, what what we saw at the Magic Knight tournament, that has two, two sim like similarly looking spells. We know that they can do something like similar. I mean, like you think about it. I think was it Solid has a snake, Noel has a dragon. Like there's certain things that I feel like there are similar in family trees and stuff like that to what magic they get and what magic they they can like they get learn a little bit from. I feel like definitely. The skip, she can learn a lot of spells by being with them or certain things like that. Um, by certain certain things like that and training with them to fully become better grasp with her emotions, where she wouldn't really need the wand to just control everything. And I think she's getting way better in controlling her controlling her magic. But I think that that final push to her fully being able to have a grasp on her magic is training with her siblings who are exceptional in magic, especially at the point she is right now. She can take that big leap. Not like she was at the beginning. Like so, after their bond has become a little bit developed, or just as it develops later on, I think that she can learn a lot from Nos from Nose from Nazel and like you know Solid and Nebra. I think there's a lot of stuff. Could you imagine like? Could you imagine so Noel's water clones? Just like you know how Nebra has mist clones. Could you you know? Could you imagine Noel kind of water shields? Even though like, is she learned from no like Nazel? Could you imagine if she, 
like dragon, like dragon's water breath seems like something that's like a real finish. So you could, could you imagine where like a small a, a spell that's not as powerful as that, like that you can use often, like a snake spell that you know solid uses. So honestly, I think that there's a lot of potential in this arc right here that is really just there. So honestly, to sum it up, I think that this will help out us get into some of the mysteries of the Silver family. I think they would help us get rid of some of the Sundere tendencies of Noel, but also really just help her in the long run of really confronting her own emotions and being true to herself. <clears throat> And I think that she'll benefit from learning spells and things of that nature. So I feel like now that we cover art concepts and things like that, um, tell me what you think. Because I know a lot of people have had their own theories about what they think will happen to Asta. Majority of people think that he will go to the underworld. And I meant like, I kind of just wanted to do something a little bit different. But I think that I always like with these arcs, I try to combine them with something like an arc that I will, I will potentially love to see. And things that, and factors that I would love to see, but also pairing them with a character that could also majorly benefit from them. Because also, you know, I know all, all characters that I think can really benefit from their own solo arc. Solo arc and I think that they were kind of just dead in some of the criticisms that they get. You know, that they really just get as characters and, you know, stuff like that. And I feel like Tabata could really show his full impact with these arcs concepts that I kind of just threw up together, you know, that I pretty much just threw up together, so honestly, like, if you got any, you know, let me, I don't know if this will be sent to YouTube or not, but if it does, you know, leave it down in the comment section below, or like, if you're, if you see this on Twitter, and, you know, leave a art concept that you would like down below on my comment section, because as I vote, you know, I will post a link to, you know, Twitter, even though, you know, if you're watching this, you know, you know, but honestly, I will, um, so, I got this little thing that I'm going to do after each um, episode. So, uh, dang, hold on. <laughs> Let me put it like this. Okay, so I have this little thing where I want, I'm going to do like a little, uh, like a rec recommendation of the week or a series you should read for the week. So, um, let's get into one that I really do enjoy. Uh, let's go. You know, we're gonna we're gonna start out real simple. Um, so I've been reading Jagan lately, and I think that Jagan does a really good job of showing full scale of what characters can be capable of and how emotions change from arc to arc. I think Jagan is a definitely a good, really good manga to read if you really want to get into the aspect of seeing a character with different views and how they feel and that develop each you know arc after arc. And seeing them in different positions in their life. I think Jagan really does have a good handle of that. And honestly the art style is really realistic. But also in a way that is manga like too. It's really iconic and unique. And it's probably the one of the more unique art styles I, I have seen encountering manga. Now why am I recommending this this series to you? I think that honestly it's a, it's a good take on what it is. And it's... And, and it doesn't fail to be gruesome, but it's not over. Like it has some really good moments over the like, only that doesn't just make it a super edgy manga that 
oh, you're just like these characters because you're edgy. I really think that they do a realistic sense of how a character might feel if they were put in different situations better than most. He changes from what situation he's put into. And I think that overall, Jigan is a series that is a darker series that fully cap- like encapsulates what it is to be a thin line between monster and human to where you have human tendencies and or monster tendencies or basically what arc you be in and how you feel about something like that. So honestly, I feel like there's a lot of stuff that goes on in these arcs that are really good, you know what I mean? And each arc has been up in the ante every time I think and I feel like it does a really good job with its villain characters and its char- you know, other characters. But yeah, that is the weekly recommendation. I feel like I highly advise you to check out Jagan if you haven't. And if you have read it, let me know your thoughts about it. I might talk about it in one like a podcast a little bit later or one of the episodes down below. Not not down below. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. But honestly, um I think I've let this drag on a little bit too long. I mean I mean I feel like I would try to make my podcast at least like fifty minutes long or it's just something like that. Depends on what topic I got to talk about. So um yeah. This is episode one of the Wolves Dan. Thank you for watching. You know, if you're watching and you watch this in the end, like I said, let me know what kind of art concepts you would have for characters down below. And honestly, just welcome, man. Honestly, I really, I'm really just glad that, you know, if somebody watches this, I'm really just glad that you really just decided to take 40 minutes out of your day or 50 minutes out of your day to really listen to a guy talk about Black Clover. So, um, yeah, that's enough out of me. Adios.